The summer is wrapping the up. The summer. I can't believe the summer almost I'm, over. I'm super pissed about it purely because I feel like I've I haven't done enough, but I have done a lot. I <laughs> probably have done too much, but there's still more that can be accomplished. There's there's still a few more weeks, and I'm planning on. Uh, getting some things in there and i will say that you know it's kind of lit that we are now professional podcasters we are professional podcasters you know we have a whole you know we have two children that will be out in the world soon and if you hear our (laughs) audio quality it's because we are back in the studio with the black joy mixtape um we're still stealing studio time here. Yes. That means Morgan is back. Morgan. <laughs> Optimus Prime is... Optimus Mo. Optimus Mo. It's been so long, you know, we got... Man, I'm just going to... I'm going to call him by the real shit, because that's how pleased I am <laughs> with this update. Man, I'm so glad to hear my voice sound yes. like Velvet again, instead of like in an echo chamber. <laughs> this Bose studio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Aunties are now bougie now, so not yes. only do we have a second show that we wrapped, we have now <laughs> officially gone to an industry party. We have. Week. We went to a whole ass, uh, what's your name? <laughs> oh, yes, you're right you're here, Miss Phillips. Yes. Uh, follow this person. They'll escort you onto the elevator up to the rooftop floor. Go to the rooftop and boom, there's a tray of food, chicken. Chicken. Nicely cute chicken, by the way, on a like slab basil. of on a slab of wood, oak with aioli, <laughs> sriracha, red pepper flakes, vegan chili, vegan chili made with jackfruit. You, know. you can't even taste the difference, you simple hoes. <laughs> Melon mojitos, yes, just people with trays. Asking. Would you like a rose shake 'em up, shake shake drink <laughs> with sparkling whatsoever's? All in honor of Baltimore, baby. Yeah. This summer, I, you know, I really stopped getting married the month of July. Mm. I I did. I stopped getting married. I, you Mm. know, I I changed my walk. (laughs) I just feel like you haven't been in a space where you had the opportunity to get married again. Like, if we go back to Afro Soca Love right now. I am not going to be You would be trying to get married. Mm. Uh, to a nigga with a table. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. I go to industry parties now. <laughs> you niggas Not better have where I'm my standing. dowry. <laughs> okay. A uh, broke nigga ain't never seen my freak side according to the last solar eclipse. <laughs> I'm a new bitch. I'm a whole new bitch. I'm a virgin. I don't know shit. <laughs> you better come with some fucking accommodations, bitch. Accoutrements. mall. <laughs> Jasmine been roasting me up because I keep saying accoutrement. Amber been on like five rooftops in the last two weeks. <laughs> and this nigga is now speaking French. <laughs> Goes to the Kennedy Center one time. <laughs> this is exactly how your, your bougie cousin ended up being at the Thanksgiving dinner with a fur on. Yes. It just, you don't stop. You feel like everywhere is for you to stunt. And you're like, even on my cousins. I have been, I was in New York being bougie as fuck. I could barely afford that stunt. Barely afford that stunt. Fucking uh, $50 chicken box. You know, New York City, downtown, I don't care if I was in downtown New York, shouldn't nothing cost that much. Especially no damn chicken that, that y'all didn't put it from Popeye's. Exactly, that you didn't put it in a box for a presentation. 
making me look all fucking ridiculous in this restaurant. I got to sleep here. This is my hotel. And Every, I need a snack. And I need, I can't, can I just order chicken without the extra shit? You know, they do got Postmates though everywhere. You know, yeah. I actually learned while I was there, Quayla was like, there's a Shake Shack on the corner, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just use your phone. Yeah, you know, just pull you out ain't your gotta phone. do that. Thank you. But you know, you was feeling it. You was. I was. I wanted to be a meeting with niggas with like actual Gucci sneakers. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so also the whole <laughs> thing about that trip to New York, people actually wear Gucci like t shirts. Yeah. Christian Dior t shirts. Like t-shirts. it's just a regular white tee. Exactly. And Gucci is like on the inner. Collar. <laughs> it's like they know they rich as fuck. <laughs> Whenever I'm around white people with ill-fitted jeans and Gucci sneakers, I just know I'm doing what I need to be doing in my career, but I'm also nervous. All right, anyway, Jasmine, let's get into this show. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you are listening to the the Black Black Joy Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. What happens when you fall? Almost give up, gotta crawl. Feels like too much. Pick back up again, back up again. Back up again, can't get scared to try. I get scared to fly. But the turbulence is backed up and getting left behind. I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is. I know when I get there, when I find it, it's for me. I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is. But I know. When I get there, when I find it, it's for me I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is But I know when I get there, when I find it, it's for me I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is But I know when I get there, when I find it, it's for me It's gonna hurt my Well, Amber... White people have no self-control. God damn. God damn. All right, so we're going to make this real quick, real short, real sweet. All right, so, you know, natural disasters, Earth doing what it got to do, letting white folks know that they have no power. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, for real. Like, (laughs) y'all... It's a lie what they told y'all about y'all's privilege. Anyway, continue. We'll get into that. Um, So white people celebrating the anniversary of them destroying themselves in the name of a type of whiteness that they'll never attain. Listen to track 36 Fire and Fury to hear us talk about the white system that allows Charlottesville to happen from nonprofits, the media and municipal government. Yes, the ACLU was involved in that travesty and not on the side you would think. And how white supremacy is a hack because it harms exactly who it was constructed to, quote unquote, protect white women. Anyway, um, just go listen to that track. We will not be discussing the anniversary at all on here, but we have a very thorough analysis. And white people, just remember, you don't actually have privilege. You don't. Can I just talk about that? for? <laughs> I know we're not going into a whole thing, but I just want to talk about that. I believe in deep in my heart. 
that to me, talking about white privilege as much as black people are forced to talk about it is anti-black as fuck. Yep. It's a waste of our time and resources yep. to convince you of something that you already know about. You already know you're the top nigga in charge. But the reality is you that ain't y'all ain't got shit. Y'all ain't actually at the top. <laughs> the idea of white privilege is really dumb and played out yeah. because in actuality, y'all drinking the same poison ass water as us in Flint. If Trump blows this bitch up, you getting blown up to if yeah. Russia steals the election it stole your vote too but it's all based on the foundation of it is on hating niggas and also the fact that you they told you that you have privilege in order to align yourself in a strategy to protect Whiteness. the richest of your kind yes Y'all like, don't even don't know actually, that kind of money. You're disposable. Mm-hmm. Proven that you are disposable. You will be disposed of. You are pawns. And even if we continue to center racial justice around white feelings and white fragility, this notion that you cannot hear these conversations, right. um, it gets us nowhere. It's, it's fake as fuck. It's fake. And <clears throat> we saw that clearly even with Charlottesville. Like, that whole riot, that whole march, that Klan meeting was built on the idea that black people, Mexicans, all these folks who aren't white should not exist. But guess who was the one to die? <laughs> A whole ass woman. white woman. Yep. So y'all need to start aligning yourselves politically with black people. Put this idea that you have any white privilege on the back burner because in actuality, you just don't. Y'all ain't shit. Y'all ain't got shit. Y'all ain't going to be shit unless you make a bunch of fucking money and oppress a bunch of people that you have to take the steps to literally wipe away your ethnic identity in order to even see yourself in this shit so the fact that white people are still responding with shit like well don't all lives matter don't white lives matter like it whiteness is fake it's not a real identity it's just it's to keep y'all disconnected from us. So unless we can talk about white fragility, absolutely. But most importantly, I just want us to really invest in the conversation of identifying what anti-blackness is and expanding our polit- politics to align with the most marginalized people. Y'all need to disentangle all of that and create more space for black people to really discuss the impacts of racism in their daily lives. Black people, brown people, in indigenous people, Asian people, all of us need to get in our collective tribes. And, you yes. know, if you multiracial, you know, you visit multiple ones. All yes. right. Then nobody going to stop you from doing what you feel you need to do, beloved. Yes. Um, but what I have learned over the last few months is racism impacts even our relationship to our bodies mm. and how we even respond to daily interactions how we even sit with ourselves when we wake up in the morning it, right. it impacts how we sleep it impacts so many things and continuing to center whiteness and white people and white feelings and white whatever white 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 in these white <laughs> In these uh, racial justice trainings, just in politics in general, in the answers, it's just we we can't. And I really hope that, uh, and the reason why we're keeping this short, or at least trying to, is that we really want to cultivate and literally strengthen 
the notion that it's okay for black people to take a rest. Your work is inherent. Your genius is inherent. You are not any more legitimate because you have grinded yourself to death. Yeah. It is okay for you to find joy. It is okay to be in your joy. It is okay to be grounded in your genius. It is okay for you to be mediocre. Yeah. Like, and I mean that in like the, the, like, and mediocre, like, that's a whole other conversation, but for you like, to just exist. Honestly, you don't have to be fucking W.E.B. Bois. I mean, you already are. It's already (laughs) paid for. It's already you don't have to make the sacrifices that these niggas had to make. You can actually do your um, your healing work, and that's why I think this conversation is going to be so juicy because Mm -hmm. we're talking about pleasure. We're talking about centering Black women. We're talking about centering Black femmes, Black bodies in general. Yep. So and so we will be right back with our next guest. Yes. What's up? This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you might know us from our other podcast, The Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Ow. But we have a new show called Culture Genius, a black as fuck game show. Jasmine and I bring guests into the studio every week. And we ask some questions that, you know, some of them you might know, some of them are myth, but they let us know more about Black culture and Black communities in general. Here's your question. Are you ready? I'm ready. What is the Tuesday special at Popeye's? And like a $5 chicken box. <laughs> What's the chorus to the Good Times theme song? Keeping our head above water. Shit. <laughs> Name a black cartoon character or black cartoon series. Go. Um, The Proud Family. Bing, bing. <laughs> Good job. You ain't never heard a podcast like this before. Do you know how much a can of Glory Greens are? Do you actually know the lyrics to the Good Times theme song? We can help you expand <laughs> your knowledge on decades of music, movies, literature, pop culture, and everything relevant to Black people and lives. Oprah has mm. opened so many doors for us. What she was able to do was to create moments that change the culture. You know, I just love this show. I feel like a black game show is exactly what we need. Have you ever heard of two black women hosting any game show? Not ever. Ever, you know? Historical moment. Remember, it's called Culture Genius, a black as fuck game show. That's Culture Genius, coming to Stitcher Premium, September 12th. Today, we have some guests in the house. We do. We're on the road. We We got all the fam in the house. We about to tell this story, DC, goddamn. The real shit. (laughs) Fuck Trump. Fuck all that shit. And just all this beautiful shit that's happening. All the beautiful things that people are doing to make sure that their lives are whole. That Mm -hmm. they are uh, not disrupted or interrupted by... White people's bullshit, right? And I feel or like even the bullshit of black folks who just refuse to accept that there are more than cis, able-bodied, straight black people skinny. in the world. Yeah, skinny <laughs> as fuck, skinny. So I w- we don't just allow our guests to enter. This is I feel like it's so special too because it's been such a long time coming and. You know, we're huge fans of you all, DC. Y'all gonna know these voices. Y'all gonna get to know these voices. We have Black Femme Brunch realness, creators, artists, threats. Make sure you put an air horn right here. And, <laughs> ring, ring, ring. 
in the motherfucking house. Say welcome Make to the sure people. Make sure have an oh. air horn because then they just get a, a ill ass shout out on the read. They did. They did. Oh. Okay. Wow. So tell the people who you are. Um, well, we are the real Zaddy Ho Wives of DC. <laughs> uh-huh. so I, I will watch that. Honestly. <laughs> um, my real name house is- <laughs> of Southeast. Uh, I love. <laughs> um, we are the co organizers of Black Femme Brunch. I'm Janae or Ja. And I'm Joss or Zaddy. <laughs> Shoot them shots. So uh, guys, please. Shoot, them. shoot the J. <laughs> shoot the J and the follow through. Can you tell us what is Black Femme Brunch and what inspired you to create it? Yeah, Black Femme Brunch is an irreverent celebration yeah. of everything that is Black, Femme, Godly, Queer, and Trans about this area. I mean, nowhere will you go to see finer hosts. Nowhere will you go to meet your best friend, your maybe your your partner, maybe your wife, your um, maybe your butt friend, yeah. your baby mama. <laughs> you never know who you can meet at brunch. So um, it's events that we throw that center Black femmes, and um, yeah, it's lit. And the most amazing part to me um, about Black Femme Brunch is the expansiveness of how we think of femme, mm. um, and I think that um, over time, how we've thought of them just as the organizers has evolved and gotten bigger massively. Um, and I, and that also is reflective. I know personally for me of how I've thought of my own gender and gender presentation and like how femme shows up for me. Um, cause when we first started, like I had a bunch of heels in my closet yeah. and since and I have you know deleted all, canceled all the bitches, <laughs> <laughs> you're all canceled. <laughs> um, so that's been really amazing to craft a space that is super intimate with the intention of having space for ourselves. And that space evolved as we have evolved into our newest and most shiny selves. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I heard about Black Femme Branch, it was years and years ago, probably mm-hmm. when I was still really on my respectable DC shit. What year was this? Like, it years had to be. Years and years, less than I, five, I, nigga. No. It was like 2013. I was gonna say, was 14. it near the self care again? Yeah. Um, five years ago. That's still years a long time. Years. The beginning. No. You was Hannah the wasn't top. even here. <laughs> wow. You know? Hannah wasn't even walking the earth. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, like I was saying, just be trying to shame me because I still got my Ooh, Aunt Taylor time traveling in my in my closet. <laughs> You're very Bradley back. Yeah. Just oh no, never. Don't even do me like You're that. You're a Bradley. <laughs> Not Don't no get man. it twisted. My nigga got a Kate Spade <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> so, wow. That's, it's pink though. It's nice. <laughs> hey, listen. Can it's I a tell? black box with a pink inside. What you? Know what's why that you're mean? Yelling. Amber Come just on. feels seen right I now. Am I love that idea. I love that idea. I have a black bag in her. In her. I am indignation's voice. (laughs) It is true. I just don't expect it to come at me so fast. All right. But like I was saying, the expansiveness of film. I didn't see myself in the description that I first heard mm-hmm. about Black Femme Branch. Oh, I see. Um, and it was because I had a lackluster understanding of gender and mm-hmm. gender presentation. So for you all, and I think it's cool for this definition to move around. You can give us a historical context. But mm-hmm. what does femme mean? What is it for you? How do you present in femme? And how have uh, it's expanded for you? So I will say for me, I don't know when this conversation happened, 
Um, but I realized that for me, femme is something that is inherently black for me. Mm. Um, and for me, it can only be black and it can be non-white. It can be non-white. I, I understand that femininity has been made for white women mm. um, and crafted for white women um, and for anyone other than white women to take something that is stereotypically femme and put it on themselves and find wholeness in that femme identity in themselves um, means that they're creating a new thing. And I think for me, my femme identity, like it like bugs me to no end when I like meet white people who are like, oh, I'm femme. And I'm like, but sis, that like that's femininity it's was made redundant. for you. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> You're already there, sis. Like you didn't have to craft oh, anything. Yeah. You didn't have to do any work. You didn't yeah. have to shoot in the gym and it's shit. Exactly like, what to wear. <laughs> right. <laughs> you had the manual. <laughs> Just to give a historical context. So uh, femininity, especially given the context of the history of slavery, mm. um, black folks were denied, specifically black people who identify as women, have been denied femininity for centuries mm -hmm. since being on this continent mm -hmm. and the Western Hemisphere generally. Mm -hmm. And because of that denial, it, that was used to justify rape. That was used to justify just the overall harm, disrespect, sterilization, right. um, just uh, exploitation. Yeah, so we many don't feel pain during right. childbirth and shit. There's still medical research, so-called medical research around how we have a high tolerance of pain. So that's mm -hmm. why, like, for instance, Serena Williams can feel funny on a bed and potentially die. Uh, from complications related to childbirth because a lot of times uh, people in the medical industry just do not trust when black women say, I think something is wrong. Mm -hmm. So in this definition, the, within the context of white supremacy around uh, black women, um, the construction of identity for white women um, was uh, also being constructed. And so regardless of who white women were, prior to being in these colonies because I don't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> but suddenly they were Puritan, they right. were chaste, they needed to be Modest. protected, fragile, just all these things. And so when white people take on this definition, as Janae just wonderfully said, it's like, oh, girl, that book was already just... You wrote it. You wrote it. <laughs> they got whole magazines like for you. Whole oh, arm, they they bodies for you. They yeah. have gone to war for you multiple yeah. times, built Trojan horses. Like, yeah. there's just been a lot of shit <laughs> to, right. to protect whatever the fuck it is that you are. Yes. Find something else. <laughs> but yes, Josh, Janae, continue with your definition of fem. For me, fem is a really capacious term. Like, it's very open. Um, the more I think about it, the more open it becomes for me. Um, when I first started uh, diking in D.C., in the D.C. area, I had so <laughs> many problems. Yeah, a memoir. Come and pick up my... <laughs> Come to my TED Talk. Diking in D.C. Well, so I first got here, I thought I was a femme. So that was ridiculous. a that was a hot ass lie. They were like, "You're not femme enough. You're not mm -hmm. femme enough." So I would dress more femme. I put my little skirt on. Had this little stud boo that I was trying to impress or whatever. Oh, and they were hitting me with some hotep ass. You're the sun, and I'm the the sun. 
sun and the moon have to be in balance. And when you dress too masculine, it throws off my energy and blah, 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 blah. Oh. So it seemed like in DC, let's hear more about this. Right your, femme, right. your, femme, your femme powers can somehow throw a whole masculine person into complete and utter disarray. <laughs> right. Into shambles. Into imbalance. Shambles. Okay. So after trying to seduce this hoe, I'm showing up in winter. I'm showing up in winter with like a tank top dress on, trying to be sexy. Because you know I'm from the South, so I don't have any cold clothes. Cold weather clothes. So I'm about to catch pneumonia, head all exposed and shit. Because I just finished washing that shit because it's got to be popping or whatever. Put the lavender drops in it. So pull up. <laughs> this nigga telling me this. So I'm like, I'm changing everything. Okay, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to be more masculine presenting because I'm actually a very androgynous person. So I start presenting masculinely. Start going on dates and I meet this girl who's like, all right, we're going to go to Target on a date and you're going to carry all my groceries back to the car. I said, with what arms? <laughs> Oh my god. You want me to what now? She's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can take care of this thing. You can go ahead and fix my car. I'm like, what do I look like to you? I don't look like a fucking mechanic. Look at my face. Look at heteronormativity. And this is after I had wrestled myself out of out of straight relationships and decided I'm not going back down that dark and twisted path that I'm only gonna be do queer relationships and I find that there are gender police everywhere with like caps and whistles and nightsticks and shit. And it's it's a whole thing. So at that point, um, (laughs) I was just thinking about the gender police might, you know, start a sorority or fraternity and start pledging niggas so that they can conform (laughs) to the proper gender that they have decided for them. Because that's what I felt. I always felt like I was being hazed to get down to it. I was being hazed by gender, by a bunch of black femmes Mm -hmm. and and black masculine people. Who owned no gender. Who had no gender to their name. (laughs) No gender. But when I heavily police yours. So I had a friend, um, Sean Wade, who we worked at a bike shop together because niggas just trying to make it. And um, he was like, whenever I go to black uh, uh, gay spaces, because um, he's a guy, so he go to black gay spaces and he wouldn't feel like he fit in because he's a feminine person. Mm. And so he would feel like, okay, I'm here, but at the same time, people are not approaching me in a way that makes me feel good, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what if we um, did had a, an event where you could be among people who made you feel good. So we decided we were going to have Black Femme Brunch. We're just going to have a brunch and invite people over and just be a bunch of Black Femme niggas just, you know, chopping it up and fucking up some chicken and waffles. Well, the first time we ever did it was like 12 disciples. So it was like 12 people came and we twerked down. We had fun. We exchanged numbers. Some of the people that I met that day, I'm still friends with even now. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... Um, the whole simple idea of centering black femmes and making it so that black femmes are the most important part and then opening up the definition of black femme to be something like anything that makes you feel your feminine energy. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to wear a flowy dress. If you are a stud nigga with a, with a straight up mustache, a handlebar mustache, you got your and you got a, your Cock strap is side. on or whatever, and you have a floral like fucking uh, button up on, if that feels femme to you, then you're femme. I mean, you don't have, it doesn't have to be some strict thing. I think that's white people shit yeah. where we have to like conform or be um, a certain way or we have to um, meet every like expectation to fit in a puzzle. And some niggas like me, we don't fit in a puzzle. We are our own art piece, our own masterpiece. So that's why Black Femme Brunch Mona is really important. Lisa. Yeah, meet your Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and also study, you know, Black ancient religions without the accompaniment of a hotel, yes. you know, because then On you find own. out that the Orisha 
you know, there were all types of Orisha who were both masculine and feminine, who like all of a sudden like was feminine one day and then became a masculine being the next day. And you have to remember that these religions have been touched by causation. And so there are a lot of things or practices that did not exist thousands and thousands of years ago that suddenly people are saying, well, this is what it is and this is the absolute truth. Mm. There is no absolute truth around gender and presentation and all this other stuff. Like literally, it only exists now to make sure um, that, that there is different <laughs> so that y'all can stay. Um, yeah, so y'all can remain oppressed mm-hmm. to, to continue. If people can't be themselves, then that means that the top, the, the wealthiest, the whitest, the straightest people who aren't actually straight because wealthy people doing all types of wild every shit, y'all. Yeah, they they're telling y'all lie. every lie. Yeah, they they, they have all types lie. of queer sex. And that is, is proof because if y'all can wrap y'all head around, you know, your politicians saying, you know, there's a war on drugs, but they get caught doing cocaine right. and doing all types of just, or they are on like all these prescription drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you can wrap your head around that, then you got to be able to wrap your mind around the fact that this homophobic, um, gender phobic ass shit um, is rooted because <laughs> yeah, it's femphobia. It's really like femphobia, yeah. but it's genderphobia yeah. too because you know they don't really want fem people to take up masculine energy, right? Or or to present as masculine people like that will get you fucked up too, right? Um, and it, it exists because people want to keep us right. oppressed. They right. don't want us to know that type of freedom because if you know that type of pre- freedom, there's no telling what type of innovation you can create. There's no type of there's no telling what type of liberation you can seek out not only for yourself but then expand to your computer. Like in order for us to be the ones we say all the time in movement, we are the ones that we have been waiting for. And then shout out to Minsky real quick one time for the one time. Uh, but in order for us to be the ones that we have been waiting for, I have to be the one that I've Ooh. been waiting for. Yeah. Come on. Show up in my mm-hmm. so, so, yeah. And I think that's, this is why all these experiences have me- meant so much to me. Because, again, once you start to question these things for yourself and how you're moving through the world, you realize there's tons of people who came before you to write the shit down. They talking about it on YouTube. It's in books. This history is there. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about film, the first film I ever met was... Um, Queen in, of Tinsley? Yes. In Atlanta? In Atlanta at uh, Spark. I had uh, met her for the first time. And she was so jarring to me because I had never really seen a fat, dark-skinned black woman wearing a bright, bold lip. Shout mm-hmm. out to Quita, who is now with Arc Southeast. Yes, And, like, just sitting in front of her, I probably shut, like, I just wanted to ask her all the questions. Like, one, who told you you could wear a blue lipstick? Like, no, how'd you get here? Like, because as a kid, um, it's interesting how everyone wants you to be feminine and femme-presenting. But then in black spaces, when you add colorism, when you add size onto that, they start to even police what kind of film you have access to. Mm-hmm. So for me, really learning more about queer theory and specifically film culture, 
um, I started to understand it as I can be femme with me at the center and not men. Like Jasmine said, once you realize, um, one, all the lies that they've told us about our identity and who we can be, Mm -hmm. and you start to expand that, it just opens you up to realizing that you can create whatever the fuck you want for your life, including your gender, including how you move. Like, I can be femme and not touch a heel and still fuck y'all up and be a dom Mm -hmm. at the same time. Awesome. You can be non-binary yes. in film. You can, like, you can be intersex in film. Mm-hmm. Like the thing about even gender, the fact that people have put so much to it, mm-hmm. um, have assigned so many definitions to what these particular roles are. So people rigidly. have to literally Rigid. divest from it because right. they can't find themselves in it. Yeah. And honestly, I think if we we're able to completely decolonize and divest what the attributes are to feminine and masculine people. Like I would also argue that that's why like a lot of folks like trans folks, you will meet trans people who aren't trying to look cis Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they are bucking against this notion that a woman has to look like, has to have breasts that a woman has to have have facial hair or Mm -hmm. can't have facial hair or, you know, have a brow bone, God right. forbid. Like God forbid we don't <laughs> contour the fucks out of our faces. Right. But you know, that too is a celebration of it. I'm down for all of it. All I want us to know is we can literally free ourselves from doing it for anybody but ourselves. So why do you think it's important to specifically create spaces where black femmes aren't just getting together to swap you know stories. Stories hey, and makeup secrets and you know pleasantries. But to date and to find love in one another. Because we want people to know it's legal. <laughs> I feel like that's what I've been thinking about this. Like It's legal. If you see a woman who looks like you or a femme that looks like you or whose body is making you excited and that V-cut is doing some shit for you and that lip is popping and those edges are laid, it's legal for you to go up to that person and be like, bitch, what's up? Can I slide in your lap? <laughs> and I just need people to know that they ha- they are empowered to just like how I said that that like combination of words together. Hey, what's up? Can I slide in your lap? You can say that to someone. Mm-hmm. You can go up to a woman and say that to her mm-hmm. or a femme and say that to them. And they might say yes. They could That's probably. a crazy thing. They might be like, I'm about that shit. Yes, let's do this right now. Right. So I feel like one thing about brunch is letting, uh, letting go of this uh, notion that only masculine people can go with feminine people mm. um, and letting go of this stigma against femme for femme. Like, we all know there's stigma against stud for stud, but there is still a stigma for femme for femme. And some femmes are afraid of or have been conditioned to be worried about finding their pleasure or seeking out things that are pleasurable for them. And we want them to be able to look at another femme and find what it is that they need. Because honestly, if you think about how your needs have been taken care of this point until this point in your life, who has who, carried who you the whole way? Who the fuck did it? Who cradled you? Not no gr- crusty ass nigga. Who drug you? <laughs> who made sure Not, you went to school? Who made sure you had what you needed? A femme. Not none of these okay? great ass niggas. All right. Who gave you the advice that you needed so that you could survive in these streets? Probably mm-hmm. a motherfucking femme yes. pulled you aside and said, sis, you can't do this. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to grab you by your hairline. And I'm going to tell I, you what you can do. Shoot your shot. We're talking about your mama either. No. Right. <laughs> your My mom has such a good story, too, about a black, like a, a drag queen teaching her how to do makeup. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, that's yeah. literally how my mama learned. And honestly, your story around the first time my best friend, Jonathan, uh, we have been friends since 
we were 11 years old and he started doing drag when we were teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I also had a friend who became or declared she was a lesbian when she was 16. And so there were two very distinct but very much connected things happening between these two relationships. Um, My relationships with these people and friends. So uh, exploring femme through this art, like uh, just drag is such a art. There's so much training. There's so much rigor around it. Um, and, um, And these people... Some identified as men Seeing me and just being like Oh hey fish, real fish mm-hmm. in the house tonight mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> That's when I really started Really thinking about my femininity Outside of There was still this uh, male gaze But it was different It was an object Well it was still objectifying me But the outcome of that objectivity was different mm-hmm. The outcome of that objectivity was uh, Are you feminine enough mm. And so on the other side of this, um, it was the same question. My my best friend was going through her first lesbian relationship and mm-hmm. we're growing in that. Like I'm a, like I think about that time and I was literally on a journey with my friend assisting or accompanying her um through her self-discovery. We also went to college together. So we were like on these like lesbian like boards and all this other stuff. Um, message boards and just learning how just what all does it mean to be feminine like Mm -hmm. legit like how and how to make sense of it so like going through these phases of Mm -hmm. like the thinness of eyebrows the dunian bird bags (laughs) just i look at and you know the roller wrap just always proper supreme you know just Now that I have language, reconnecting to that identity with more intention and on my terms is just such a beautiful thing. Like, I think a lot of times for a lot of us, we move into a uh, high film aesthetic without enough intentionality, mm. without a lot of thought around mm. whether or not, is this my shit? Is this what makes me the most happy? Yeah. Does going to get your nails done feel like a chore for you? Well, why are you doing Don't it, do beloved? <laughs> if going to the hair salon feels like a chore for you, stop going. Just get a head rub. Just <laughs> you can do something else. Sis. So many other things. And also on the other side of that, if pants uh, like feel restrictive to you, and you are a masculine person, like baby, it's okay. Go ahead, get that skirt. Air that like shit out. air, that air kill. out. It also <laughs> deserves sunlight. That's what Sean Gay said. Mm. So I'm also curious about why is it important? I hear. Um, for me, Black Film Brunch also accompanies a particular kind of safety. So while saying that this person can come up to you and say, hey, baby, I want to be in your lap, it's not like somebody saying that shit to you on the street. No, not at all. So can you share with us why is it important to center pleasure and safety in spaces uh, like Black Film Brunch? So I will start with saying that I think the magic of Black Femme Brunch uh, is really about the moment that happens that we don't actually get to see on the other side Mm -hmm. of the internet. But when um, we post a Black Femme Brunch event and it says Black Femme Brunch and someone who's heard, who is maybe masculine of center, has heard about like, 
ooh, that's a lit-ass place to be, goes to this event just to check it out to see, like, can I really be in this space? And they have to go through the description, the the amazing copy that Aww, Joss writes um, that's True. talking about femmes strapping bitches and talking about like, <laughs> like you you no. trying to right <laughs> talking about all this shit that is is that might scare a, a little stud a little teddy bear stud away. Yes. Also, also might titillate you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's making after after reading through the copy and then getting down to the piece where it's talking about this this mile you long. Do you think you qualify? Right. This mile-long description of what femme is, they have to have a moment of reckoning with the fact that, like, hmm, maybe maybe I have a little femme in me. And hmm, what does this mean? Right. What does this mean about how I how I can am able to now show up in this space? What does this mean as opposed to going to a black lesbian party? that I know is a black lesbian party that's very heteronormative yes. where all the stud the niggas are lining are the, wall, the wall the and all crossed. of the fems are like, hey girl, yeah, yeah. what's Sophie? Um, yeah. Like, how, what is the <laughs> new, what is the new paradigm for them as masculine of center folks being able to step into this space that we said, there's a femme space. It's center. You they now have to show up gently. Yeah. They can't show up there with their strap all the way out trying to or take they up can. all the space. They can. But they but also the have to be mindful time, that right, the femmes are running a, the space. It's not about, it's about the femmes. And mm-hmm. if you feel part of the femmes, mm-hmm. then it's about you too. Yes. Or whatever. But you can't, one thing that we had at the very beginning of, of brunch was people would come who were sort of masculine or weren't sure about their femme. And they would um, get mad that brunch wasn't about them. Mm. They would be upset. Like, I walked in here and I looked good. And I had on my loafers from Ralph Lauren. And and no one talked to me. Not a single hoe. I'm like, okay, well, it's not about you or your fucking loafers, nigga. It's about (laughs) a a community and fellowship. And And so you have to show up more gently. Linen suit. There aren't any <laughs> dating apps, right? For no black fam. Black no. fam brunch is a dating app. Please <laughs> right. download it immediately. That sounds like some hot shit coming. We yeah. do. We, we got, got some shit coming. around the corner, son. To to have women just think of not just women, but have fems think of different ways to be in community with each other mm-hmm. that gets more and more authentic. Mm-hmm. And allows you to explore who the fuck you can be and who you actually are. Mm-hmm. It's just black girls are just told in multiple ways of who we cannot be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And lots of that is is flat dab built on the fact that we came into this world as women. Like mm-hmm. regardless and of and black. And even if you don't choose that identity, like the idea that you can not only Y'all so got I mean, gender reveal parties. Y'all got now. gender reveal parties. Wild. And meanwhile, like, black girls are literally losing out on liberation, freedom, opportunities because of our gender and our race coming together on us. And literally, you are signifying through these gender reveal parties because celebrating, oh, it's a girl. And then not you celebrating, it's a girl. Yeah, you are literally connecting this thing where like there's already an expectation around how this person has to present themselves and that's what has to be celebrated if this person ends up not being straight if this person ends up telling you mama my name is not Tina it's actually Tony like 
all that shit. Literally, the sparklers, the streamers, the the celebration, the cake cutting, all of that will come to an end right. for a lot of people. And that is the most tragic thing that you can do to anybody. Right. And I, I want to talk about this. This I'm talking in this binary because I know that there are people who have never heard this before. And I think we have so much to learn from our like trans brothers and sisters and non-binary folks because they're really telling us intersex as well. They're really showing us like create who the fuck you are. Another world is possible. You are possible. And if you can think if you can think outside of just your gender, what like I can't there? What else is there? Like the ideas of how I'm approaching religion, the ideas of how I'm approaching leadership. Like I just felt stuffed into this idea of like when I was I really wanted to be Barbara Jordan, y'all. Like that was the goal. But like there are multiple <laughs> ways to fucking be Barbara Jordan that yeah. don't involve your white pantyhose <laughs> and a kitten heel. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> I like I asked about pleasure, because even for mm. me, increasingly, yes, pleasure has even moved from just sex, like sexually. Like mm. literally, Fun. I have been just asking myself constantly, does this make me satisfied? Mm -hmm. Am I satisfied? And that simple question, like, okay, what will make me the most satisfied from my tea to my meetings at work down to the happy hours I attend Mm -hmm. to the brunch I go to, Mm -hmm. to the spaces I, if I got to come out of my house, if I'm in my house, Mm -hmm. I want to be satisfied. And and the reason why satisfaction and pleasure is connected because the same hormones get released. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I am like so into where Asia Marie Brown is going right now with like her naming pleasure activism as Mm. a a sector of Come on, please. I'm so glad we're here um and just like you know of course like sexually thinking about pleasure pleasure activism but also thinking about this social justice work that i'm doing this racial justice work that i'm doing this restorative justice work that i'm doing it has to be done but how can we make it something that we can just inject pleasure into how can we turn like this meeting that is going to inevitably be a long ass tiring ass meeting how can we like place it somewhere that is filled with joy, filled with love, filled with our favorite snacks. Like, and I think that that is something that we think about when we're doing brunch of like, one thing that we try to be really intentional about is like, we are not here. Like though it is a bunch of black films who are probably all organizers, probably all doing political work. How do we make sure that we are not just falling into conversations about white supremacy, conversations about these white people that we're frustrated about work. How do we make sure that the first question isn't what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? How do we, because when people ask me what I do, my answer is always, I look them dead in their eye and I say, I'm a professional pizza. Yes. That's their answer. I love it. And then I take whatever follow-up question I get because that's like kind of irrelevant to getting to know me, but that's such a DC thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one thing that we do at brunch is that we center pleasure and joy and try to encourage people to just like take a break from work. Mm -hmm. Take a break from you know, organizing. This is organizing. Getting black femmes together so that they can enjoy themselves. That's enough organizing for today, guys. Mm -hmm. You can relax. (laughs) Forever. We've you know, done the, relax. we've done our due diligence. Yeah. And I can imagine if this is um uh him and people up and how they present and walk through the world, the fact of the matter is we're also not having the sex that we want to be having. Wow. Regardless of what kind of who you're with. <sighs> Touch like, on it. This is teaching me to 
like just ask for more, uh, do more, figure out what what you like. It doesn't have to just be you <laughs> niggas is crazy. Who's ready? I'm ready. <laughs> it's just like, man, it's not just missionary out here, y'all. Like there's so much more we could be doing. But we caught up. We're you caught can turn up. Turn the lights on. <laughs> turn the lights on, my nigga. Definitely a requirement for at least the first half of this this mm. evening. Um, but there's I could literally I there's just my point is notice we have same. entered a part of the hey conversation now. that I don't want y'all to know. <laughs> That's all right, boo. We just deserve to have some. They don't want us to be fucking. Redacted. At the end of the day, a lot of this um, this legislation is built on the idea that these motherfuckers don't want y'all. Well, there'll be terrible consequences if we do. Like comments will fly they out of the sky. They don't want you to be pleased. They no. don't want. They don't want that. Like that. That is how they built this and shit. And it's such an asshole thing to do because they have all the money and they're like, we don't want you to have any of the nuts. Like, we're going to yeah, keep yeah. all the money and we don't want y'all to fucking come. And also come. keep all the nuts. So, yes. um, and can I just say, yes, so um, last last weekend, I went to this amazing conference called mm. Weekend Reunion. Wow. Wow. It was my, my first time. It was, um, it's a black BDSM conference. It's, can um, you tell people what BDSM is? Absolutely. Yes. So... Bondage, discipline, discipline sadism, mm-hmm. and masochism. Yes. So those are the four big pieces of BDSM. Um, and under that umbrella, there are lots of different ways to engage in those four Types realms. Types of way, ways to find pleasure. That are sexual, that are non-sexual, mm-hmm. that are completely relationship-based, a lot of different things. Um, and it's been a week. Like, that was last weekend. And I was, over the period of this week, trying to think about, like, what what was the thing that was like so liberatory about mm-hmm. being in this all black kink space? People like there were folks whose kink is like called pup play, where they dress up as a pup, like a, a dog, or and littles. they get they into dress up the character. Like little yeah, kids, that's their thing. There are people around blowing bubbles and playing Uno. It's the cutest (laughs) thing on earth. It's like a whole thing. There are people who came just to suck dicks for the weekend. There are people who came just (laughs) to like get fucked up with a flogger. There's people who came just to tie people up. Yes. There's people who came just to twerk down. Yeah. You could just watch. Any of these things are possible. (laughs) Any of these things are possible. And I was trying to put my finger on like, what was the thing that made it so liberatory for me? And I realized that. Um, Weekend Reunion is what the world looks like in a pleasure realm for black folks. Mm -hmm. If they are able to have childhoods where we're able to play and value play and we're not we're not made to grow up. And we're we, not made to okay, like experiment. We're experiment okay. With experiment. Things. Imagine okay. it doesn't go right imagine. the first time. It's uh, fine. Right. And we take the value that we've we've had a chance to harness in our childhood, and we take that value all the way through our lives. And when we're adults and like exploring our sexuality, mm-hmm. we're like, okay, yeah, I can get these nuts, or I could get fucked up with a flogger, and all of these things are yeah. great sources yeah. of pleasure. Or they can role play and actually use their imagination to get what they want. Wow. I think that that's something that like fems and just anybody who's queer I hope you're listening to me Hmm. can you think about the thing that you masturbate to wow do you know you can do that in real life 
Again, do you know you can do that in real life? Like, you don't have to wait until something happens. You can actually seek out the pleasure you want and find it. Here's some ways you can do that. Yes. One, coming to brunch. <laughs> Two, when you see a cute people on the street, it's okay to say hi and give a sincere compliment and perhaps offer your Instagram to that person, even if they're femme like you are. Definitely um, did that walking into the studio. Same. It's <laughs> all fine out um, I was like, wow, you're really setting off my Sunday morning. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, and, you know, shooting your shot. You can also go to FetLife.com if you're mm. a person who's into BDSM and you just want to check it out. F-E-T. F-E-T. FetLife.com. And then make a profile. It's kind of like it's kind of like a Facebook for kinky people. Yeah. And then you can just literally just read and see what you like. Like, it's okay right. to start slow. I know yeah. that you see niggas getting, like, spanked and flogged Fucked off up. the ceiling. <laughs> they didn't start on the ceiling. Nah. They started where you are right now listening to this. And then up. they got on their phone and then they started researching yeah. and seeing stuff on Tumblr. And then they made that happen. You can do that, too. And uh, just to even clarify around BDSM, the whole point, even, like, y'all hearing the, mm-hmm. the term getting fucked up, like, it's about letting go. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. letting yourself mm-hmm. um, tether away from being in control. Yeah. And yeah, someone else's game. there has to be a lot of safety. There's a lot of consent involved in that. There's a lot of negotiations, figuring that out. So I definitely want to encourage listeners who... Really think about, you know, who are having a hard time hearing about all this sex, like really get at the roots of where the complicated feelings you may have, like what has bound your pleasure have been the circumstances, what have been the environments that have shifted or have moved you away from being in connection with your body. Mm -hmm. I strongly connect you i'm glad josh brought up masturbation masturbation is a really great tool Mm -hmm. to really start um reconnecting with your body in a way that isn't like i just need to get this nut out no it's also about like taking a moment to feel something within your body that this world just will not offer you and i think a lot (laughs) of us are not exploring these things because unfortunately to be a young black femme is um, dangerous. Dangerous, And a lot of the sex that we are or are not having is based on the idea that we need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. So this idea that you can build a source of consent, you can build relationships where you're setting the groundwork to let go and to offer yourself constant consent and to ask questions is really liberating. Mm-hmm. And I can see at first when I when I heard about all this stuff, I'm like, wow, this is just so weird. And then BDSM it's like, or yeah, BDSM because oh, yeah, yeah. you know everybody yeah, I mean, kid has watched thing. real like, sex. That? <laughs> the, the episode that turned it for me was uh, that Punani, that black Punani. They was doing like this poetry and shit. And niggas oh, was girl. like, I never saw doing that. All that. <laughs> if we're being honest, we don't watch this some real sex, yes. and we always see those shows. And it's like white people living their best God, freaky yeah. ass lives. And then black people, I'm thinking we can't participate in this shit because of, you know, respectability. We don't do do shit Mm -hmm. like that. But meanwhile, it's like one... Black people have sex. Black yes. people ain't just having one type of sex. It's a lot of and us it's out okay here. Okay, to fucking. explore mm-hmm. what type of sex. You, I cannot even believe I am hype as fuck yelling on the mic about this particular conversation. I believe. So I, I just want to let y'all know so that this is a new and approved growth because I am with the shits yes. because I just. Um, 
it makes me sad that mm-hmm. I've spent so much of my 20s trying not to be who society thinks will like the just letting go and free myself of that respectability it literally directly leads to me open myself up to what type of sex I deserve to be having as well mm-hmm. and I just want that for all black there's no harm in that in yeah. fact there's just no harm in it y'all no. like Oh we don't have to teach all. Our, we don't have to just teach our girls to not have sex in order to not be victims. Mm-hmm. We can teach them how to have the sex that they want and we need. Can, it is very much connected to how we move and how we are connected to pleasure. And you know, it also means at like thirty years old for myself, Amber at twenty eight, legit have to like do run some numbers, right. like mm-hmm. think back, like recover like what's actually what is my truth what what does that look like right and so if black joy mixtape has inspired you to go on this journey you know do what you got to do invite the people that you trust in it because also one thing that has been so beautiful to me is that black films have literally saved my life over and over over and over and over and over and over and over again and it's it's such a beautiful journey to to really love yourself. Love yourself in a way that's like has more depth than they ever could give you. Like uh, to to find patience with yourself, to hmm. find grace, to find forgiveness, to find all the things that you need to get over to 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 achieve all this other shit, the shit that they claim that's supposed to be important for you. And, like, you just don't know. Like, yeah, you might be successful, like, you know, on, on paper. Mm. But, like, <laughs> how? Woo! I'm about to right, shout it here. I feel exposed. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are not well, if you right. are not fully connected and, and in purpose with your internal being. You check all like, the motherfucking all, boxes. And guess what? It don't Void. mean a thing. Just be right. And I think that's why that, that love is um, character is so cool. The executive the the closeted yes. uh executive like he on paper is clearly a successful per- person as black man but literally it's is <laughs> ha- even hiding from himself it's not being like closets for me have nothing to do with the external world well i won't say nothing it does in some ways but there's a way that you can hide from yourself there's a particular mm-hmm. way that your emotional self can be put in a closet you will put yourself in a closet and be like some other version of yourself right. just for shit to for everybody but yourself but ev- you everyone that's for literally yourself. what it is so that's what i'm saying around coming out you got to come out to yourself yeah. over and over and over and and over and, and be over okay again. receiving and embracing yourself every <laughs> single time. Embrace yourself every single time that Three you come out, generation. because um, you are developing. I mean, you weren't you weren't born. You don't look exactly the way you you look when you were born, right? You are always evolving, and you have mm. to find out and dig and find those deeper parts of yourself in order to accept them. Because once you start to accept yourself and be free, and then let go of the stigma of people will judge me, and realize that what you're saying is I'm judging myself, mm. and then allow yourself the freedom to not uh render judgment against you as you are still evolving you are still moving or and you are not guilty of anything other than learning who you are then you will be free 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't be worried about trying to come around and look and be structured and and look like what society wants you to look like. You can only be exactly who you are and who you are is worthy and you're worth the time it takes to get to know you. So whatever it is that you need to do to dig deep inside yourself and ask yourself, why does this kinky shit make me feel weird? Or mm. why am I not comfortable going on dates with people? Or mm-hmm. why am I afraid to shoot my shot? Or mm-hmm. is it really something that's going on with you that you need to question and affirm that, yes, I am worth the time to get to know. Yes, I can mm. pick up the women. I am worth who the I'm, time to get to you know. You worth it, girl. You are more than worth yes. it. Yes. Um, and I, I, I can talk to people and they will talk back to me because I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. And, not, and not have that as a question mark, but as a statement, like mm-hmm. as a something that you core believe in yourself. Then the idea of, oh, well, people find out that I'm into this shit and that's going to ruin me will be dead because you know what you're into and you haven't been ruined by it. Mm. So just trust yourself enough to try and give yourself that um, permission because no one else, literally no one else in this world can give you permission to seek your pleasure except for you. Mm. Mm. So ain't no ain't no stub with no strap going to come across the horizon to fucking rescue you, okay? Mm. You get up on your own horse and find what you need. Ooh. Well... I don't know if I'm. (laughs) (laughs) Black Femme Brunch, what it like boils down to for me is like Black Femme Brunch is a space where folks are doing really important work that maybe they're aware that they're doing it or maybe they're not. Um, But going back to um, what you were saying about femmes dating, being attracted to, engaging other femmes. it's really important that we have spaces where we can have possibility models for saying like, hey, you're allowed to be attracted to other femmes. Hey, you're allowed to initiate sex or initiate like the conversation about sex with another femme or somebody who's masculine of center. And you're allowed to do that. And I think that there are so few spaces um, that are queer, black and trans spaces where femmes are told that they have the liberty to initiate those conversations or to even seek somebody out to help them initiate those conversations. By being in this space is the first time that they've ever been posed with the autonomy to make a choice like that. Mm. Like, oh, I can't approach her without feeling as though I'm being judged. Again, Mm -hmm. you might be your internal judge. So if you can put that down for like a few hours on a Saturday, do that shit. Do it. You might <laughs> learn some about just keep rediscovering yourself. What I realized too for folks regardless of your age, whether you're in your 20s, your 40s, your your 30s, like there's still so much to learn about yourself. We still are developing like you all yeah. said. And I just want to repeat I am worth, I feel like that's a personal affirmation for folks. Everyone who is listening to the sound Mm -hmm. of this Mm mixtape, just say, I am worth getting to know. I I am worth worth getting getting to know. know. Ashe. Ashe. So with that, thank y'all. Like, this is, what is your hope for Black Futures? Wow. Limitless. Mm -hmm. Limitless. Um... My hope for Black Futures is that we get free in the sense that we have the infrastructure that we need to create a place where we are independent of uh, white supremacy. So that means having our own space, land, grounds, whatever resources that we need in order to educate people, in order to make sure that they um, have their basic needs met, and then release Black people to create and be free. Like not be under the wheel of capitalism all the time or under the wheel of respectability or under the wheel of the church or under the wheel of anything that is restricting their uh, freedom. 
um, but to actually like pursue their dreams and manifest what it is that they were created for. Mm. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, my, my dream for, for black mm-hmm. futures is that we are able to be whole and complex and messy and in process. Um, when I think about, when I saw that, you know, Lena Waithe's quote was everywhere, I was just like, I wonder how long this has been in process because what yeah. we know as yeah. been as being like black women, black femmes, everything we do has to be strategic. So like mm. Lena probably wanted to cut her hair off Mad fucking ago. five years ago, right. but she knew that she had to build her fucking resume. She had to make sure that these white people knew who the fuck she was before she felt comfortable being like, look, this yeah. is a thing that I don't need anymore. Right. Um, so I just want for us to not have to piecemeal ourselves to wholeness. I want for us hmm. to be like, look, I want to wear a blue beard today. And that's w- do that what shit. my femme looks like today. I want to go outside and have my pasties on and be that person. And mm-hmm. that's how I want to show up as a masculine center person. Yes. Um, masculine <laughs> okay. person with some pasties. Okay. My God. Masculine people. Can you do that more frequently? <laughs> my God. I want for us to um, be... Um, just be in like a, a very hungry uh, I don't know I want us to chase after our pleasure more mm. um, and I want us to to really embrace what it means to be whole um, and not just performing um, what we think how we think we should be showing up in the world mm. I say. Mm. that's beautiful um, so thank y'all so much uh, just for being so rich so abundant can you do this all day <laughs> let us know where we can find you on social. And also, can you let the people know what else Black Film Brunch has in store? Because <gasps> Black Film Brunch has moved from brunch time. We really? didn't have, yeah. it's, it's been a minute. We are evolving. <laughs> we are changing. We didn't did coloring. Wow. Mm-hmm. You we know, art party. <laughs> we now had concerts. So. You can expect more of that stuff um, for Black Film Brunch's future. So you can find us um, on Instagram at BLKFEM, F-E-M-M-E, Brunch. Um, on Facebook, if you want to find the, the page, it's just Black, B-L-A-C-K, Fem F-E-M-M-E, Brunch. Um, Personally, are we doing personal? Are we doing yes. Yes. Hey, you want to talk about Where what kind of long walks you want? Look, Where can we pay you? I like yes. impact. Okay, I like wax. <laughs> what do you impact do? top? You know, I like flogging. You know, I'm an impact switch. You really like uh, to be spanked. I'm into that too. Over the knee, you know. Yes. Um, my name. If you is, want some bondage? I, I got you. I got that. you on the ropes. <laughs> <laughs> you you really okay, sorry. <laughs> too far. Too far. <laughs> there no. may or may not be some electro. Ooh. <laughs> There's some electro play. Also, it's really hot in the studio right mm. now. <laughs> I'm having a hard time I'm just to get out my air. church fan. <laughs> okay, so my personal Instagram is um, lots of underscores. So it's underscore the word lots underscore of underscore the word underscores. <laughs> <laughs> then a final underscore, underscore. to close it all out. <laughs> Just the rest of the underscores. To bring it on home, there's a final underscore. To really One more. Hold I'm down. wild as fuck, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> um, my Instagram is rockinlocks, R O C K N L O X. 
Um, you can find me there or on Twitter. You guys have locks long locks, you know. Mm-hmm. I like I like my um, hair played with. Ooh. If you like that, I like to put my head in a lot and Ooh. have it played with. These are just suggestions. You can slide in my DMs <laughs> if you have a for sturdy and powerful lap. We're a full um, menu of options. We're a full menu because there's lots of stuff on that menu. Okay. You got to hit up my DMs. Um, I encourage you to take all that we've taught you today about shooting your shot and use it. Practice um, it. Yeah. Um, next, uh, we'll be having like um, an all-white affair. So go ahead and get your sexy-ass godly raiments together. <laughs> um, coming through looking like fucking Cleopatra in a cloud. Yes. That's what I want to see. Yes. Um, another thing we'll be doing is soon we'll be speed dating. Mm-hmm. Um, you can come and find your bae. Yeah. Uh, we'll also be doing a happy hour as well and uh, we have a lot of other artistic and beautiful fun uh, things for you to experience if you like scary movies uh, keep your seatbelt buckled because we're gonna fuck your we're shit up in October <laughs> coming for that ass and the, the last thing I feel like niggas be ready for coffee season <laughs> yes we trying to get you close to someone sexy come on out now. Get, a, get a booty in your lap you know mm, I her from the film <laughs> and if you were at all intrigued by any of the stuff that we were talking about around BDSM pleasure sex non-sexual play um we will also be hosting and doing more around play and sex spaces for black femmes so yes we will. excited to turn up on that oh yes we will be having play spaces so um come ready to relax your titties and unwind um if you haven't and this is like totally tangential you need to read the uh article compulsory heterosexuality and the lesbian experience by adrian rich if you're not sure if you've been forced to be a certain way of femme or forced to grow up to a certain way of being like a woman or a man or whatever mm-hmm. read this article and find out if you've been told exactly your whole life how to be and once I read this article myself by Adrian Rich, it's called Compulsory Heterosexuality, I realized that I had for my whole life been pretending to be straight because I had been taught that I was supposed to be straight. But then I found out that the truth was in the matrix inside the inception mm. that I was gay as a box of birds. Okay. So I encourage you to read this article. <laughs> a box short. of birds is gay, y'all. Super gay. <laughs> it's not when your nigga say something that's like... Eats a banana. <laughs> a box of birds. Or has new friends. That does not make you gay, Check black men. Just so you know. And can I just plug one more thing? And this is really, really for real it. Um, So we are creating an international directory of black LGBTQ tattoo artists. Um, And so far, we've gotten a really awesome response. We have folks from Brazil, Chicago, L.A., New York, everywhere. Black people are global. Okay, um, so we're developing this directory. So if you are interested, if you are a tattoo artist who is black, trans, or trans and queer, or, or anywhere in that spectrum, um, please go to Other Colors. So O T H A Colors C O L O R S and fill out the um, really quick survey so we so can add you to the directory. Survey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that wraps up this interview. This is the first. This really happened in this room that an interview has been so loud. (laughs) (laughs) Considering where we are, we're going to decolonize the space. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should fill the void. People are coming here on Monday like, are there black pims in this space? It smells like shea butter in this part. It smells like lavender oil. Tea tree shit. God damn. So rejuvenated. Jasmine, where can we find you online? Yeah. Um, you all can find me Ooh. at Jazz on Your Mind on <laughs> that is tingling, y'all. Twitter and Instagram. And yeah. be sure you hit up my oh Cash my App before you slide <laughs> into my DMs. Okay. Oh wow. You can find me on Cash wow. App. 
at Jazz the KOS. And if you don't have cash out, it's all right. Um, (laughs) I also have a PayPal, paypal paypal.me backslash Jazz KOS. That's if you're trying to slide now, okay? Because, you know, gifts and offerings are required. The yeah. eclipse said so. Yes, eclipse. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Reparation <laughs> and make it look sexy. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where can I find you, Amber? Oh, well, Jasmine. Oh. I'm just Amber J. Phillips across the internet, specifically Twitter and Instagram. And if you're lucky, I might accept your Facebook friend request, <gasps> but only if you're lucky. Um, and you know, continue to follow the Black Joy mixtape yeah. at. Black Joy Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. We got something new coming up for y'all. We want to be in better communication. So y'all see that on the social media platforms this week as well. Yes, and we have exciting news. Culture Genius is coming to you live on Stitcher Premium. It really is. September 11th. September 11th. It is coming out, y'all. Again, do not sign up for Stitcher yet. We ain't got a promo code. Don't have your promo code. Um, and, and you know we want to expose y'all to the to the episode first, so stay tuned on that too. Mm-hmm. And do not forget if you learn something on this mic, if if you enjoy the show, remember this is an independent podcast. It is up at our PayPal, PayPal.me backslash Black Joy. Where can they pay y'all at Black wow. Thank you so much. All right, so <laughs> on Cash App and Venmo, I am Ja Well Ja Will. So J U H W I L L. And I think even on PayPal, paypal.me slash Joe Will. Fuck me up, all right, with them commas. Okay, so on Cash App and also Venmo, uh, you can get me and my sexiness at Josray, J-O-S-R-A-E. Come through, boo. I'm I'm waiting for you. This furrowed fuckboy eyebrow. Furrowed fuckboy eyebrow. I want you to see this quiet intensity, all right? Get into it. You're kidding it. Sure and steady hand. Thanks. Ashe. Well, Jasmine's always a pleasure. Always. And it's so great to have y'all in the studio. Thank you. So much. So honored. So beautiful. (laughs) Black Film French, Black Joy Mixtape. It's all live. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz, the King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy Mixtape. Hey, what it do? Better than getting left behind. Don't get left behind. I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is. But I know when I get there, when I find it, it's for me, I don't know what it looks like, what it feels like, what it is, but I know when I get there, when I find it, it's for me, I don't know.